0: Watch out, the world's behind you, there's always someone around you who you will call, it's nothing at all. Yeah, good morning Roto Bonners. how's it going out there? Sometimes I just gotta let the music play a little bit. That was The Velvets, my guy Lou Reed with Sunday Morning, seemed appropriate, since it's, you know, first DFS sunday of the year and hopefully we're going to have many more but the one thing we know about 2020 if we get something good enjoy it while you can so we got a full slate today these games are going to happen we're going to get to play hopefully some of us are going to win um and um as as promised yesterday we're doing a little sunday morning uh sit down um obviously no major changes from what we talked about yesterday if, if you want my thoughts on this slate you want to go listen to the hour plus show that I dropped down yesterday Um, but we talked about Boston Scott that has broken Um, and you guys know I love Boston Scott so I'm not going to sit here and and talk till I'm blue in the face Um, some people are talking you know Clement's going to be the guy blah 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 Uh, I don't believe that Um, Clement is a solid back I'm sure if this game becomes a blowout, he will get some significant run, but in terms of Philadelphia trying to win this football game against the Washington football team, um, I think Boston Scott's going to be plan A. Now, that doesn't mean he's the only plan. And again, Clement is a guy that they believe in, that they trust, they keep bringing him back. Um, He's a guy who at one time, people thought maybe he could be a big part of the future, um, and who knows, maybe he still is. But for the most part, he's a typical backup kind of running back. Um, and he's not as dynamic as Boston Scott. He's not as, not as good in the passing game. Um, and he doesn't have the juju on the inside stuff. Boston Scott can make people miss in tight quarters. Uh, you know, Clement is more of a straight at you, you know, tough runner. Um, you know, good solid citizen. Um, So to me, Boston Scott is the play, 4,800 units. Uh, I I plan on having significant exposure, uh, but it's not going to define my day. Um, Probably when all is said and done, he'll be in half my lineups, something like that. Um, So, you know, for what it's worth. Uh, Now, what I told you guys I was going to give you here is, you know, where I landed. Now, truthfully, um, between like you know, noon and one, I'm probably going to do some significant changes. Uh, I'm going to be out for an hour in the morning. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm going to lose some time. Uh, but I just want to give you sort of where I'm landing right now. Um, in terms of, you know, I've made about, about 12 lineups. Um, and in terms of quarterbacks... Um, I've got a significant amount of Cam Newton. I've got a significant amount of Lamar Jackson. I've got a significant amount of Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. Uh, I also have some Wentz. Um, And I'm throwing around the idea of switching one of my Millie Makers to a YOLO Trubisky. (laughs) Let's go where no one else is willing to go kind of thing. Um, But if you follow me into the breach on that, you're taking your own life in your own hands. I don't want to hear any complaints. (laughs) um but those are the quarterbacks I'm, I'm generally rolling with I'm trying for the most part to make lineups that flow sensically with the quarterback at the top um I am for the most part paying up for running backs with the exception of some running backs who I feel like have some upside at that lower range those running backs include the guys we talked yesterday um you know plus Boston Scott so I've got a little Antonio Gibson uh I've got a little bit of James Robinson mixed in there um I even threw some Jonathan Taylor into one just for the heck of it. Um, I'm not sure if that'll last or not. Uh, but the guys that are really at my core, um, McCaffrey, when I can get there, I'm not. I'm not moving. You know, all the deck furniture around to get there. I'm not moving heaven and earth. But when I can find a way to get McCaffrey into a lineup, I'm doing it. Um, now, if you want to try to run Jackson and McCaffrey, that's where you. You know, you do have to dip down into that next level running back. So if you're willing to go, you know, Gibson or Boston Scott uh, or Robinson, you can find ways to do McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. Um, You're gonna have to pay down a tight end, uh, but I'm into Hawkinson. In fact, Hawkinson (laughs) is gonna define my day. I think I only have three lineups that don't have Hawkinson in the tight end spot. Uh, Not because I don't like the elites. I think the elites uh, are, are, you know, Are good action today. It's just that I really like getting to McCaffrey and Jackson, and I have so much confidence. Not so much that Hawkinson's going to pay off that, but that he's worth the risk. Um, And this is a week where you know, you know, I talked about it yesterday. I talked about it with Hack on the show this morning. You know, this is a week where you really want to just embrace the variance, understand that you're walking into a wild week where some crazy stuff is gonna happen. Um, and it's, you know, there are a lot of good paid down options that fit that, right? You know, your, your Ruggs's and your your DeShawn's and your Hollywood's, uh, your McLaurin's. Uh, and I've got a lot of exposure throughout my lineups to those guys. Um, so really, you know, I don't think that, this is a week I think not to try to just play it all cash. I think trying to play it safe is tough because there's no safety this week. Everything is so random. Um, So I mean, I do have a, you know, I do have uh, about $100 mixed up in uh, 50-50, double up, cash play kind of stuff. Um, I did it earlier in the week and quite honestly, I almost wish I could backtrack some of that stuff. Um, Well, not too bad, but, and I rolled that lineup into one GPP just in case it hits, but that's really a small part of my action this week. Um, I'd say, two-thirds of my action is well more than more than two-thirds of my action is in gpps this week and and i haven't put a ton of my bankroll out there i've held back a significant portion of my bankroll more than i normally would um just because i just think it's that type of week and i really encourage you guys to play this week and again please i'm not trying to like be a know-it-all or a a condescending blankety-blank but I would encourage people to consider playing this week more for enjoyment than for bankroll um, y- you know d- embrace the risk embrace the variance take some chances go for it have some fun with it but I think the more we learn the more you'll be able to use information to your advantage and you know play with a little more security as we move ahead Um you know, I, as some of you guys know, I, I used to not play cash at all. Until last year, I basically avoided cash. I was into GPPs, I enjoyed it, and I didn't mind that, you know, I would generally be a little bit behind at the end of the day. It was just fun. Um, but last year, I really incorporated cash, and at, at the end of the year, my cash venture was was well into the black. Uh, now, once you put my GPP up next to it, I was probably just slightly in the red. But, um, I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of cash stuff this year. It's just not my emphasis um, this week. Now, for what it's worth, uh, the cash lineup I'm currently looking at. I may end up tweaking this, but I'm sort of going naked Cam Newton, trying to just buy into the fact that he's going to get everything, that he's not super expensive. Uh, Then I'm Jacobs, Boston Scott, Mixon, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, McLaurin, which is one of the things I'm sort of hemming and hawing on, do I want him in cash or not, Uh, Hawkinson, and paid down at defense uh, to... Washington football team. Um, So that's where I'm at with Cash right now. Not sure if that's where I'm going to stay. And then, you know, I've got a whole lot of GPP lineups that I'm probably just going to keep tweaking, um, you know, (laughs) up until lineup lock. Now, for those of you who maybe missed yesterday's show and aren't going to have enough time to go back and listen to the whole thing, let me just give you a quick rundown on... You know some of the things that I think are important on today's slate. Um, the, the receivers in the, as I called it yesterday, the 49 to 59 zone, so much quality in this low to mid part of the price structure. I think we all want to be involved with the plays in this range that we really believe in. And obviously you fit them to your stacking structure, your lineup logistics. Um, and if you want to sort of do the, you know, as I said on the show, do your 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 tight end, your quarterback, your running backs, and then it's easy to fit the receivers in sort of based on what you have left. There's a lot of good ways to play that. Um so for me, um we'll work our way up, you know, starting at 4900, Djax obviously. If Djax isn't in your lineup, you should know why, right? Like I mean there's certainly some reasons to not overexpose yourself to him, but he's a guy you want to consider in every lineup because he's such a screaming value at 4900. Um now there's always the he can always pull up with a hammy early on. I don't want to t- I don't want to do like hundred percent exposure to him, but definitely quite a bit of exposure. Um, Anthony Miller at five k um, definitely in certain situations he makes sense. Uh, same with Christian Kirk, uh, Henry Ruggs because of the upside because of the low cost. I think in certain lineups he's a guy you want to have a little exposure to. Hollywood at fifty one hundred could be the chalkiest play out there. I mean he's got multiple touchdown potential. Uh, good matchup although you know Ward. Could, Ward could pose a problem uh, at cornerback for him. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm approaching him similar to d I want a lot of him, but I don't want to go overboard. And there are ways to to play around that. Obviously, you can you can you could put uh, Mark Andrews in as a flex. He's that good, uh, and his price says you can do that. I, I'm not doing that, but it's certainly something you could consider. Um, and then another, you know, if, if you really wanted to, you know, I mean, Miles Boykin. Uh, down there in the low 4,000s is, is a guy to, if you really want to get contrarian and pivot away from all those people who are doing Hollywood stacks and Andrews stacks, um, you do a Boykin stack, you open up some salary, if he happens to catch a couple in the end zone, uh, you could be off to the races. So if you want to take a chance like that, um, you know again, it's inside out, it's probably going to burn you, but if it hits, you're all of a sudden in good position. Next guy on the list, um, a little bit more of a floor play, but definitely somebody who you should have in your thought process is Jamison Crowder in the Jets. He's got a pretty good target floor. Um, Marvin Jones at 5,500, now going to be running without Galladay. He should be the number one receiver on that team, should get some downfield looks. Um, definitely worth looking at him. Uh, $100 more gets you to McLaurin, which I like even more. 200 above McLaurin, we get to T.Y. Hilton, um, who has some risk if it doesn't, you know, that game could be a blowout for the Colts. If, if Hilton doesn't get it early, he might not get it at all. There is that. So I wouldn't go overboard on Hilton, but he's worth some some exposure. And then DK Metcalf at 5,800, a screaming value, probably going to be heavily owned. So, you know, depending on how you feel about ownership rates, you might want to sort of, you know, feather him into some lineups. Or, I mean, you know, I, I definitely don't think you want to go overboard. Um on DK just because he may not be gaining you a big advantage against the field Um, and then uh, uh, on a contrarian level um, and we'll just get into stacks here in just a second but I think OBJ at 5900 obviously uh, a bet on talent low cost OBJ going up against a tough defense no doubt Uh, but if they're chasing and Landry's a little dinged up could be on a snap count they're going to be going after their most dynamic player which is Odell so um You know, some exposure to Odell, to Odell maybe in some of your Lamar stacks, I think makes some sense. The better Odell does, the better the chances of Lamar having to push all the way through the game. Are. So uh, those are two things that sort of have some synergy. Um, now, when it comes to receivers and just the guys who I think are gonna put up the most points, uh, Devontae, who I think is a value at 7,300. Uh, Julio, who's a value at 7,700. Thielen, who I think makes some sense at 67. Um, I mean, you know what you're gonna get there. Same thing with DJ Moore, Allen Robinson. Uh, there's There are definitely some safe plays out at receiver if you're willing to tack on an extra 1,000 or so. Now, moving over to running backs, um, we, you know, we talked a lot about the cheaper guys. Jim and I talked about it on the show. I talked about it yesterday. But um, the the running, for the most part, what I'm looking at at running back, uh, I'm trying to focus on the non rookies, just because I think they're going to be more stable this week. Uh, we'll know more about these rookies next week. Um, but I'm going to stick with that stability, and I'm also trying to focus on guys who are not going to flake on me if the game goes uh in the wrong direction so uh, you know the non-game flow dependent talents uh McCaffrey Dalvin Cook uh Kamara Mixon Eckler and for me I'm throwing in Jacobs on that because I think he's so far and away their best player they're gonna have to get you know knocked really far off a game script uh for him to not be a factor I, I do think he's gonna catch more passes this year and you know them going behind multiple scores and then playing Jalen Richard the rest of the game I just don't see it um so those are the running backs I'm focused on, uh, in terms of really building my lineups, the, the the cornerstones, and then I'm also using some of those cost savers uh, to help me get up to some of those higher floor receiving options. Um, that's pretty much it. We're going to hit a couple stacks here. You know, the one thing I would throw in on the running backs is that you know this is a week, like I said, to embrace the variance depending on the risk you're willing to to take. Um, You know, there are some guys with good game scripts that aren't obvious plays. We talked about Jonathan Taylor early in the week. Um, He does have a price where you can get him into a lot of lineups. Now, there's risk there because, like I said, rookie running back's not something I really want to get into today. But having said that the matchup is so good, there's a really good chance they're going to just pound Indianapolis. So there are scenarios where this guy runs like two 50-yard touchdowns and goes over 100 yards on like 15 touches. I mean, it's there. So if you wanted to lean in on that, figuring that, hey, a lot of the Taylor money is going to be dumb money, people just playing you know, the exciting player, Um, you know, so throwing a dart uh, or two at a guy like Taylor, some other guys who are in good game situations, it makes a little bit of sense. Um, You just have to be, you know, you just have to understand that you're taking a risk. Everything needs to sort of be within your tolerance for risk. But it really is, like I said, it's a GP kind of day. Um, So if you feel a dart throw like a Jonathan Taylor, go for it. You know? Okay, stacks. The QB that I'm finding you know, it easiest to stack with is Russ. Um, It just works well for me on both sides. Now, some people want to stack Matt Ryan, that's fine. I talked about that yesterday. Um, Every time I get anywhere near Matt Ryan, it blows up in my face, so I'm gonna stay away from him. Knowing that, you guys, you can use him, because I'm not. (laughs) Yes, sometimes I get a little superstitious. Um, But, so I'm more on Russ in this matchup, paying the extra 300 bucks, getting to him, and then getting a piece of Matt Ryan with his receivers. Um, If you've got the money for Julio, that's fine. I think Ridley is just as good as sort of a bring back stack option at 6,100. And I think, you know, if you wanna play game flow and you think maybe Atlanta could get to a lead, you could do the Russ with Gurley on the other side. Um, And Hurst is another option, he's well priced. And as far as who to stack with Russ, you could go naked, You could go Lockett and you could go DK. I think either any of those options uh, make a lot of sense. If you want to fade Russ, then suddenly Chris Carson becomes a guy you could consider. Um, He might be a guy to look at on the other side of a Ryan stack. Um, So definitely Russ for me just feels very, very stackable this week. Um, You know, moving down through these games. um, I do have a Wentz stack where I'm pairing him with D-Jacks. and then, obviously, I'm working several Lamar stacks. I'm bringing back Beckham in those. And in the late games, I'm not really playing any of those quarterbacks, so I'm not really stacking any of those quarterbacks. So, so that's where I'm at. Um, with Lamar, um, I'm using mostly Hollywood or naked. Um, I'm having trouble paying up for tight ends this week to get the lineup construction I want, so I haven't done a lot of Andrews stacks. I may go build one because I've... I I am feeling a little fomo on that. I think Andrews is a good bet to have a pretty good day. Um, And is there anything else here? My my Josh Allen lineups, for what it's worth, I'm running him naked just because I think he could do so much with his feet in this game. The stack could actually hurt you. Um, I think you're better off maybe trying to play the Allen where he runs for 50 yards, runs in a score. he has enough passing stats to give himself a big day, but then you take that salary and use it on maybe some cheaper options and you can sort of try to hit both ends. Um, let me see, is there anything here I'm missing? Nah, I think that's about it. Now again, I, I'm definitely gonna be tweaking my lineups. So this is not the final thing, but I just wanna give you guys a little bit of an idea of uh, where I moved from yesterday afternoon uh, to Sunday morning. So, having all that out of the way, um, I want everybody to have a great day today. Don't play over your head. Don't don't put so much money in play that you put yourself into a stressful situation. Put yourself in a place to enjoy this day. This day is a day to enjoy. We haven't had too many good 2020 days. Let's enjoy this one. Um, and just looking forward, um, I am toying around with the idea of throwing a, a quick ten-minute podcast out this afternoon if I have the time. That would be on the short slate tonight. I haven't really looked at it close enough yet to do that now. Um, and if I'm going to, th- if I'm going to, you know, tell you guys what I'm doing, I want at least to make sense. Um, and then looking into next week, uh, I will have waiver wire stuff for you guys uh, going into Tuesday and Wednesday. Look for that full lineup rankings next week. Definitely going to be throwing down podcasts at the end of the week. Uh, back on uh, with a show with Jimmy and. And uh, got some other stuff in the works too. So uh, stick with Rotobon. Got a lot of good stuff coming up. Enjoy today. Uh, Grind those lineups. And uh, uh, as JM DeWin likes to say, hopefully, I'll see y'all on the leaderboards tonight. Be good.